Welcome back, my friends, to the D-Rate the Hate podcast. I am your host, Wilt, from WiltWorld.com, and this is going to be episode 82. Now, this week's guest is Gold Star Widow and inspiration to so many, Barbara Allen. And we'll get to that in just a second. But first, we did not create the hate, but with your help, we can derate the hate. It's all about us as individuals and what we can do to better our lives. So what have you done today to make your life a better life? What have you done today to make the world a better place? Again, it's up to us as individuals to do what we can to better the world one attitude at a time. Now, as I said, this week's guest is an incredibly inspirational speaker. Barbara Allen is an award-winning author, a Gold Star wife. She's an advocate for veterans, military families, and Gold Star families who understands the personal and factual struggles of turning adversity into advantage. But this lesson did not come easily, and this upper hand must be diligently maintained. Now she brings her life lessons to her audiences in her podcast, her keynote speeches, and custom programs. She relates to her audience's lives and challenges and teaches them how to become gladiators in their own life's arena. Barb's inspiring story is definitely one about building a warrior out of a widow and turning adversity into awesomeness. I am honored and incredibly grateful to have Barb Allen join me on this week's D-Rate the Hate podcast. Let's get right to it. Barb Allen, thank you for joining the D-Rate the Hate podcast. I appreciate your time today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So great to have you on here. I've been going over, you know, some of your story, uh, some of the things that, that have happened and and the the journey that you have taken from uh, from basically being, you know, becoming a gold star widow, your your husband back in, uh, was it 2005, mm-hmm. was murdered in Iraq and left you and, and four young boys. The journey that you've taken since then is nothing less than, than absolutely inspiring. And, and, and the fact that you've maintained your pa- patriotism over that time, and, and in fact, from what I've seen and by all accounts, that, that, is, that has increased to a, a level that that you bring inspiration to so many. So, Barb, tell me about the events that started this journey and let let our let the DTH listeners know where this started. What happened? Um, well, like you said, that was back in 2005. Uh, on Memorial Day of that year, my husband, Lou, deployed to Iraq in support of the 42nd Infantry Division. He was joining up with the unit who'd been there for a bunch of months and um, coming to oversee supply because the staff supply sergeant had been stealing from supply, items were missing. There was a lot of animosity between him and the commanding officer who was Lou's Philip Esposito. So Phil and Lou got together to create a position for Lou to come in and help Phil resolve the situation in supply. Supply sergeant was going to be chaptered out of the military more than likely. He was having a non-judicial punishment uh, initiated against him, and he'd probably lose his career, his his career back here as well. So he didn't want that to happen. And he had been threatening the commanding officer's life hundreds of times to everybody in the unit, but nobody told Phil that that was happening. So Lou arrived on base 
and Martinez knew his time was up, so to speak. So he detonated a claymore mine outside the window of the office that Lou and Phil were in. So that means that 10 days after my husband deployed at six o'clock in the morning, my doorbell rang and there was the military notification detail on my front step to tell me that my husband had been killed the night before. So that's what sent me (laughs) into my first, my first level of several levels of hell I, I went through for the next 10 plus years trying to build and rebuild my life over and over as I crashed and burned it down and crashed and burned it down three and a half years of a court martial process. You know, I went to Kuwait for the first hearing and then back and forth to North Carolina from New York for the rest of them, only to see Martinez acquitted in December, 2008. And then find out after the fact that he had submitted a guilty plea, which the military rejected and covered up. And in the military, a JAG officer is not allowed to submit a plea unless they believe the evidence is overwhelming towards their client's guilt. So it's basically an admission of guilt and the the military rejected it, denied its existence to our families and and acquitted him. So different levels of hell. Yeah. 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 Several (laughs) levels of hell is, is, I mean, I think that puts it mildly uh, and I can, you know, I can only imagine. So talk about, you know, I've, I've heard in, in other interviews, your, your mindset, your love for Lou, the conversation that you had with Lou prior to him deploying and where that put you as, as a young mother with, with four kids and, the idea that you have come out of that victim mentality, but I, I want to paint a picture for the listeners, how you built yourself up. So, so I think everybody listening can, can, they can't really imagine the pain and, and, the, and, and what you went through, but talk about the person you were that day and, and how that, Eliminating that victim mentality. We talk a lot on the Dear Eight to Eight podcast about the perpetual victim mentality and how people use that and maintain that victimhood to keep themselves stuck. But you didn't let that keep you stuck. You've built you built a warrior out of a widow. And and I, I just want to hear, you know, how how that worked. Well, thank you for that, but before the warrior part <laughs> came the victim part and I jumped right in. I, I jumped in and dove as far as I could possibly dive into the pool of victimhood. Um, even as one part of me tried to convince myself I wasn't the other part, anytime I would come up and look around and think about getting out of that pool you know, it was just too hard and too painful. And I had to face too many things. And it was much easier to sink back into those warm waters where everybody was telling me, you know, how courageous I am, or how sorry they felt for me, or offering to lend assistance with things that I needed, or, you know, bringing my boys and I to really amazing events where we got to just 
like be surrounded by love and warmth and uh, and fill a bit of a void through those instead of through healing where instead of using those as a supplement to healing we use those as a substitution for healing and and so you know i went down there and i got myself into some bad relationships i had the if you have the victim mentality you're going to be victimized and that is all there is to it um so I emitted helplessness and vulnerability, and that was like a call to the predators. You know, you can, you know, you got a hawk call, you can call in a hawk, a turkey, a deer, or whatever. Well, I, I called in the predators, and they came and they feasted upon me <laughs> for, for a long time. They feasted upon me and my boys. So there was a lot of that, and I had to let it. I mean, at first I was what I call actively suicidal where, you know, I sat there with the pills in my hand and had that real defining moment that I almost took those pills and, and then decided, you know, not to. And, and then I had, you know, I sort of phased out of that into what I refer to as my passively suicidal time period where I would just take risks that weren't smart, you know, whether driving on back roads or riding my horse or sitting in the driveway, staring up at the stars and trying to will my body to die right there in the driveway, like all of that. Right. Uh, and then I had a phase out of that too. So um, anybody going through something like that, I, I would say that's normal and not to beat yourself up for it, but just to be aware of it and catch it when it happens. And so, you know, I had to go through all that and I had to burn everything down to where I was like on my 42nd birthday, literally hung up on a call from my ex fiance who called me collect from rehab after cleaning out everything I had financially and stealing from my kids piggy banks upstairs and destroying my relationships and my health and my well being, battering, bruising me, called me collect from rehab, asked me for more money on my birthday, didn't say happy birthday. I hung up on him and that's where I had the like total collapse. Just dropped on my knees crying. Like what? Like, I don't even know. I've made such a mess of my life. I, I had no idea how to climb out of it. I, every, I didn't know where to start. And I prayed and I prayed for some help and some guidance and I just felt this calm come over me and this warmth come over me and something, this belief, this feeling that if I just got myself up and moved forward one step at a time, just this belief that ultimately I would lead myself to a better life and lead my kids to a better life. But just the knowledge that I had to do it and, and I had to push and not to give up. And I just followed that feeling and I started changing my habits instead of like watching all these murder shows. Cause I got a master's in criminal justice. I went to another Capitol court martial. I wrote a book on my case. You know, I did all this stuff and I was in the world of murder and victimhood and, and all this. And I stopped consuming that online and in books. And I started consuming positive personal development stuff. I found Nick Vujicic and Dr. Sean Stevenson. I started studying them and their mindsets and their skills and their faith and their grace. And I just immersed myself in their wisdom and teaching. And that helped me change my habits. And one, one bit at a time, I started developing techniques to 
put positivity and faith and grace back in my life and slowly reverse the process. But it was not an easy process. Uh, oh, I, it, it, it never is an easy process. And, and I applaud you for what you've done because yeah, that, that, that victim mentality, it, it just, like you said, once you're a victim and you believe you're a victim, more and more events continue to happen to reinforce that victimhood. It's just the natural progression of things. And that's why I call it the perpetual victim mentality, because those who define themselves as a victim or let others define them as a victim will continue to find ways to reinforce that victimhood. And the fact that you were able to, and and I love the power of prayer and, and the fact that you were able to take that and and turn it into the positive people consume so much nowadays whether it be the dumpster fire of social media or the mainstream media or, or or the political climate that we're in nowadays there is so much negative that people can latch onto and consume and it keeps them in that negative mindset and, and i applaud you barb for for finding your way out of there because it's probably one of the hardest things anybody can do. And the fact that you've done it, and not only have you done it and, and come to uh, a point of positivity, like I, like I said earlier, widow to warrior, but you're helping other people now in, in, in so many ways, whether it be speaking engagements, uh, your podcast. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the patriotism angle that, that, that you've taken because we see so many people in, in our country today, Barb, that have done everything that they can do. They, they and, and it seems like they're oftentimes the loudest voices too, but they find everything negative that they can find about our country. And they use it to make our country seem like a, a horrible place, whether, you know, calling it systemically racist or the politicians doing everything they can to keep us divided. But Barb, you have you have kind of taken this to a new level when the reality is, is you have in your story and anybody who, who listened to, you know, the abridged version of what you talked about in our conversation here, or if they got your book front toward enemy and, and, and got all the details will know that you have, you Barb have every reason to hate what this country did to you and your family, but you don't hate our country, do you, Barb? No, and that's exactly the difference. I hate what was allowed to happen to my husband and to my family and to so many other people going through their own version of, of hell at the hands of our government or who what, people who abuse their power in any way. I hate that but I love our country and there's a distinct difference between the two. There is definitely a distinct difference between the two. And, and I think it was said, I, and I can't remember where I heard you say it, but, but you said that our country while imperfect is still the most perfect country that, that we could hope to live in and confusing a perfect country with the best country is and I'm obviously paraphrasing, but talk a little bit about that and talk about how nobody can expect the country to be perfect, but, but it's definitely a much better alternative than most people on this planet get to, uh, 
get to experience. Yeah, I mean, it is a country that is so blessed that people like my husband and countless others before him and today and tomorrow will are, are willing to put their lives on the line for uh, to preserve the way of life that has been built in this country, which is now under attack in a big way. So uh, I feel like it's an extension of my husband's legacy to do what I'm doing. And it's why we have people coming forward to stand with us. We have this event in January, the Great American Summit in Irving, Texas. We have gone all in on this event with everything that we have and the people who have stepped forward to be a part of this event with us, people like Nick Wojcik, Steve Sims, Tony Watley, I'm on and on. I could go, Bedros Koulian, Jason Redman, my friend Marie Cosgrove, one extraordinary person after another who, you know, there's nothing in it for them. They don't need to be on the stage that we're putting them on. You know, they're doing this to support us and to support our mission, which is patriotism with a purpose. We're not going to sit back. It's the same thing. We're not going to feed the victim mindset in our country because it'd be very, very easy to do. We're going to get up off that puddle of tears that we're in, you know, and we're going to come together in Texas and we're going to, you know, talk about the American spirit and patriotism. And we're going to give examples of people who've given so much for our country. And we're going to encourage people to pursue that in their own life. And we're going to show them how by bringing in all these experts to teach people how to build home-based businesses and independent businesses where you're not subject to mandates. You're not subject to lockdowns. Your life can go on. Your business can go on right from home. You can work out of your car if you need to and make a million dollars. This is what these people are going to teach you. So you're free, really free people trying to implement their policies by taking away your livelihood. And we're going to donate all those funds back to organizations that serve the military, law enforcement, first responders, and our at-risk youth, because we're going to support the people who have supported us and support the people who need it most. And it's an, it's our way of putting into action everything we talk about. And it's what we've been working so hard to teach. And now we're going to do, and we hope that people take that and carry it out into the country. And it just starts a whole movement of things that people have learned and experienced through this event. And I mean, it's just our way. I think we all have a gift. We all have something that we can offer. We all have something we can give back to our family and our community and our country in some way. I don't wear the uniform. I didn't serve. I'm not a law enforcement officer. I'm not a nurse or a doctor. I don't heal people. I don't do there's a ton of things I don't do, but there are some things that I do do very well. And I'm taking those things and I'm using those gifts to amplify them. And I think if everybody stopped and paused for a second to take the time to identify their gifts and what they have to offer, no matter what situation you're in, no matter if you're struggling to pay your bills, if you don't feel well, if you're grieving, if you're in a bad situation, if you feel helpless and hopeless, there is something that you have to offer people to offer the community, to offer your family. And the act of doing that is going to awaken something in you. And you're going to realize that you have value, that you have gifts, you have talent, and you're going to magnify that in your life. And you're going to flip things around for yourself in the process. So that's what, that's how we're carrying this out. But I'd encourage other people to look into their lives and see how they can carry that out. Sure. No, that's, that's incredible advice because 
you know, I, I go back to an episode I did uh, talking about the reticular activating system and, and that, you know, again, I, I talk about it on the podcast all the time, that victim mentality. And if you focus on the victimhood, you're, you're going to constantly be a victim. The same works the opposite way. If you focus on the positive things that you can present to somebody, like you said, you're not a nurse, you're not a doctor, you're not a law enforcement officer, but you have something, you have something of value that you can give to people. Barb, you have spoke to thousands, thousands upon thousands of people and brought inspiration where maybe they couldn't be inspired before, but you've done it. And you, by doing what you're doing, bringing together all those great minds, all those people who have given so much for the for the country and and have done so much for so many people, bringing together all that positivity, actually bringing solutions, bringing solutions and helping bring together this big positive ball of energy and and. and getting that to spread as opposed to the negativity that's out there. There's some people out there. That's all they do. They talk about negativity. They spread negativity all the time. We see it all the time on social media. Barb, you are putting together, like I said, a a big ball of positivity, a a aura of awesomeness that can really help a lot of people so that that you, you said you don't heal people, but I think in a way you do heal people because there are a lot of people out there suffering from, from any number of mental health things that, that your message can heal because it's such a positive message. And, and that's that at times is the solution of it in, in and of itself. That's the medicine they need. So I thank you for that. So you talked about your podcast a little bit and, and, uh, or, or you mentioned your podcast and, and, you know, the D-Rate the Hate podcast, all about bettering the world one attitude at a time. It is literally about attitude, about turning down the hate, about people bettering their lives and it betters the world. That's exactly what you're doing with what you're doing. What do you got going on with the podcast? The American Snippets podcast. Talk about uh, how that started, what you do on the American Snippets podcast. And uh, and how that's bettering the world, because I know it's I know it's doing good, good things for for the country. Well, we started that a few years back, I would say during the election season of 2016 is when we first noticed what was happening in this country. And that sort of coincided with when I had made the decision to pull myself up out of my own troubles and put my life back together. And then I started paying attention to what was going on around me. And I was like, what the hell has happened to this country? What is happening? What is happening? (laughs) Why is everybody so pissed at each other? Why is everybody like spitting on flags and kneeling and all like what, what the hell actually? And so I was like, well, you know what? I didn't come through everything I came through. My husband didn't give up his life. My friend's husband's and wives didn't give up their lives only to let people who hate our country tear it down from the inside. I was like, I, so my, I, I had found somebody special in my life at that point. Um, and he had come into my life and I was having these conversations with him saying, Dave, I don't really know what, but I need to do something. I need to, like, I've had so many amazing people come into my life, especially Vietnam veterans who can't have come forward in amazing ways 
for my family and so many others. I've had strangers, friends, all sorts of people come forward to support our family and so many other families and help me through really difficult times. I knew there were extraordinary people out there. I knew our country was packed with amazing people, but that's not what was being shown. All that was being shown were the terrible things. And the emphasis was put on the minority of people doing terrible things as opposed to the majority of people doing amazing things. And I was like, Dave, I don't know what to do about that. And he said, he said, well, let's just start a podcast. You know, let's just start the podcast. And neither one of us had any clue how to start a podcast. We didn't know what the hell we were doing, like literally not a clue. And we probably, if there was a list of how not to start a podcast, I'm pretty sure we checked every box. (laughs) (laughs) Any of them, any of them that you've missed, I've hit multiple times. (laughs) We made every, every mistake. We did everything wrong. Really. We did everything wrong. And looking back at the beginning episodes in particular, I'm like, oh my God, what? (laughs) For real? But we kept going. And whether people laughed at us, made fun of us, some people did. They thought it was cheesy. They thought this, they thought that. Um, You know, we got called racist, hiding behind our patriotism and all this stuff. And we just kept going. We just took the hits and we just kept going and going. We didn't really understand where we were going. We just knew we were on the path to something that was pulling us. And what I say is we didn't necessarily have a plan. People were like, who's your avatar? What are your numbers? What are your hits? What are your platforms? Who are you gaining for? What's your goal? Like, and what's your business plan? And we were like, shut the hell up people. Like, <laughs> like our pull is our plan. Like the pull is the plan right now. Like the pull is taking us to the plan, but if we don't follow it, we're never going to know what the hell the plan is. So just, step back for a second and we'll figure out our plan and all you people can feel better. Right. Um, but a lot of those people were well-intentioned. They're just trying to help us, but they couldn't help us until we understood what we were doing. And it wasn't until the last probably two years that it became crystal clear what we were doing. And because we had kept going through those times, through those periods, we got better and better and better. And people are reaching out to us like, holy crap, you have an amazing platform. You look so professional, so crisp. This is gorgeous. This is amazing. Look what you're doing. I have this person who should be on your show and that person who'd be on your show. And hey, do you want to get together and work on this and that? And we've built this network across the country. I probably know 14 people where I live, but I know zillions of people around the country, right? Because of the, that's the network that I've, I've built. So it's not necessarily a good thing. I should probably change that and get out in my community a little more, but <laughs> my community is national really. And those are the people, every episode I do, I learn so much. These are people who would charge thousands and thousands of dollars for an hour of their time, you know, one-on-one. And I sit down with these people and they give it their all. And teach me and teach my community. And I spread that out and I connect people because I know the importance of having mentors and positive role models to learn from and lead. And I knew that I needed to make an income, but I didn't know how. And I was having a hard time getting back into the job market, but I want, I needed to make money and I didn't understand how to start making money from home. I didn't know my options. So I bring people this podcast is for me 10 years ago. And it's for me today, right? It's for, it's to teach people how to get out of the slump they're in, how to apply their messages. And there's so many people that you can follow and connect with and learn from in so many different industries who have all overcome crazy adversity to get where they are today. And they haven't forgotten that. And they're going to teach you how how to take your own life back, which is what all, all any of us want is freedom. And 
these people are a path to freedom, literally and figuratively. And that's why we keep doing it. And those are the people we're bringing to life in the Great American Summit. Like we're putting those right there in the room with you, right? So that's the other thing the podcast has led to is to allow us to build that community that's going to allow us to put on this extraordinary, literally one of a kind event. Nobody else is doing, nobody else is doing this event, anything like it. I've looked, there's some close ones, but this is the kind of event I think should take over the country so for cool. the foreseeable future. Um, that's what we need throughout the country. So this is just the first, but that's what it leads to. It leads to great things. We've been able to raise money, give back to nonprofits. We've been able to highlight nonprofits, spotlight them, and that's attracted people to donate to them so they can carry on their good work. You know, it's just, you never know the ripple effects you're going to have. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I love stories like this bar of adversity to awesomeness. And that's, uh, that's what I'm calling your, your deal adversity to awesomeness, because this is, uh, <laughs> this is, uh, this is so good. I, I mean, I absolutely love it too. The podcast has done wonderful things for me personally. You know, I, I started it because, you know, because there was so much negativity out there. And I think you put that so well saying the emphasis was on the majority doing horrible things versus the majority that were doing awesome things and, and, and amazing things. And, and that's, that's another, I mean, that's, that's really why I started the D-Rate the Hate podcast too, was to, you know, turn down the hate. That's, that's what it's, that's what it's all about, you know, bettering the world. And it, and it starts with each individual and, and what you're doing is helping individuals start their own businesses, get rid of that victim mentality, take their own journey from adversity to awesomeness. And that's so, so very cool. I, I you know, whether it be your, uh, your event in Irving, Texas in January or the podcast or all your speaking engagements, Barb, your uh, your story is an awesome one. Your your journey is an amazing one. The, the things that you've been able to do and the things that you've been able to overcome, and, and and the way that you're taking that and turning that in a way or turning that into a way to help others is is truly inspiring. Uh, you're a blessing to uh, you're a blessing to our country, and uh, you're a blessing to this podcast. I, I thank you for joining me. It's uh, it's been a great conversation. Is there anything else? I mean, uh, anything? I, I know you've got the the event coming up in um, in Irving, Texas, in January. Obviously, there'll be a link to that in our show notes. Uh, there'll be a link to your podcast in our show notes. Anything else you want to leave the DTH listeners with? Um, I mean, you've left so much value for them in this this conversation so far. But uh, let's finish strong. What? What is the number one thing that you want to say to all the DTH listeners? Look, every day you're living your legacy, I think is how I put it. And so end every day knowing that you did something to help yourself or other people today, knowing you did something to advance, knowing you did that extra round of sit-ups, knowing that you made that call that you were scared to shit to make and you survived it, right? Um, and make another one tomorrow and make a plan. Like, just go for it. Like, think about whatever you're afraid of, whatever's holding you back, what you're afraid to be laughed at, you're afraid to fail, you're afraid of whatever it is, put that up against the very worst thing you've ever experienced and survived and been here today. So put up that fear of failure, that fear of being laughed at, that fear of not knowing what you're doing. Put that right up against the absolute most excruciating, painful, horrific, terrible thing you've been through. And you're going to realize that 
that's that's nothing. Like you you got what it takes to get through the worst possible outcome and then put up the best possible outcome of doing that thing that is scaring you or holding you back or you don't want to do. Put that up against the the not doing it, the outcome of never doing it and see how empty that looks. And those two things put up one against each other. That's going to push you forward to do things every day that you wouldn't otherwise do. And that's going to be a game changer for you every day. So cool. So very, very cool. Barb Allen, you're an inspiration to so many. And, uh, and, and I appreciate, uh, I appreciate joining the Dear Eight the Hate podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Friends, didn't I tell you that Barb's story was definitely an inspirational one? And people like her who have been through several levels of hell and have overcome adversity and brought a level of awesomeness like Barb has need to be an inspiration to us all. They need to be the ones who are accentuated instead of that emphasis being placed on the minority doing horrible things versus the majority that are doing amazing things, as Barb said in this interview. So so many great things that she said. If you have that victim mentality, you'll continue to be victimized. I, I couldn't I, I couldn't put it any better. And and Barb's story in in the books that she's written and the speeches that she's given, she and, and and frankly on her podcast, the American Snippets podcast. If you get a chance, check that out. I tell you what, this is the kind of person, this is the kind of message that that Barb is putting out there. This is the message that needs to be placed out there for for people to emulate. Barb fell into that pool, into the warm waters of victimhood, and it just invited more victimization. And she didn't want to live that way. She found herself one day, prayed for guidance, and this calm came over her. Her story, while it's unique in its own regard, is a story that so many people could live versus falling into that perpetual victim mentality. So so let's do everything we can to share Barb's story. Get her books. Check out the Great American Summit in Irving, Texas, this, this January of 2022. I'll, I'll put the link to that in the show notes. And reach out to Barb. Let her know that uh, you heard about her on the D-Rate Day podcast. And uh, with that, I'm going to wrap it up and say... Get out there. Be kind to one another. Be grateful for everything that you've got. And remember, it's up to you to make each and every day the day that you want it to be. Friends, if you've got feedback from me personally, you can always hit me up, wilk at wilksworld.com. If you want to leave some feedback about the show or a rating, go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a rating, leave some feedback, and uh, share us with your friends far and wide. We've got a very important message that most people need to hear. Don't uh, don't let the emphasis always be on those who are negative. Be part of the positive movement. Help to derate the hate. Help to better the world one attitude at a time. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful, as always, for everything that you guys do for the show. And uh, I'm going to back on out of here. Catch you next week.